Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show lined up for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. We'll find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, right here on the Paradise Coast. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, and we'll get some commentary from my wife, wife Linda, will be with us as well. It is May the 3rd, and on this day in 1469, the Italian philosopher and writer Niccolo Machiavelli was born a lifelong patriot and diehard proponent of a unified Italy, Machiavelli became one of the fathers of modern political history. He entered the political service of his native Florence by the time he was 29. As defense secretary, he distinguished himself by executing policies that strengthened Florence politically. He soon found himself assigned diplomatic missions for his principality, though he, uh, and of course, uh, all over uh, Italy, everything was a principality. He met with such luminaries as uh, Louis XII of France, Pope Julius II, the Holy Roman Empire, Maximilian I, and perhaps most importantly for Machiavelli, a prince of the Papal States named Caesar Borgia. A shrewd and cunning Borgia later inspired the title of uh, character in Machiavelli's famous and influential political treatise, The Prince, in 1532. His political life took a downward turn after 1512 when he fell out of favor with the powerful Medici family. He was accused of conspiracy, imprisoned, tortured, and temporarily exiled. It was an attempt to regain a political post in the Medici's good favor that Machiavelli penned The Prince, which was to become his most well-known work. Though uh, released the book posthumously in 1532, The Prince was first published as a pamphlet in 1513. In it, Machiavelli outlined his vision of an ideal leader, an amoral, calculating tyrant for whom the end justified the means. The prince not only failed to win the Medici family favorite, also alienated him from the Florentine people. Machiavelli was never truly welcomed back into politics, and when the Florentine Republic was reestablished in 1527, Machiavelli was an object of great suspicion. He later died that year, embittered and shut out from the Florentine society in which he devoted his life. Though Machiavelli had long associated with the practice of diabolical expediency in the realm of political uh, politics that was so famous in The Prince, his actual views were not so extreme. In fact, in such longer and more detailed writings as Discourses on the First Ten Books of Livy, in 1517, in the history of Florence in 1525, he shows himself to be a more principled political moralist. Still, even today, the term Machiavelli is used to describe an action undertaken for gain without regard for right or wrong. Interesting background in political philosopher Machiavelli in the 15th century. A Forbes travel guide announced on April the 26th its 2022 Star Awards for the world's most outstanding hotels. Two of the stars are right here, and of course, in Southwest Florida, the Inn on Fifth and Club Level Suites, and the Ritz-Carlton Golf Resort. Both received four-star ratings from the Raiders. This is the 64th year the Forbes Travel Guide has published its Star Awards. Forbes claims it's the only independent global rating system for luxury hotels. A four-star rating means these are exceptional properties offering a high level of service and quality of facility to match. How the Star Award winners determine? Well, according to the Forbes website, to find the best of the best, Forbes Travel Guide's incognito inspectors stay at each hotel for three days and two nights, posing as ordinary guests. They test up to 900 objective rigorous standards from modern-day luxuries, such as whether a room is set uh, up to enhance sleep or whether the food and beverage choices are health-conscious, to more traditional many, such as the quality decor and the courtesy of the staff. Congratulations to the Inn on 5th and the club level and suites uh, and uh, the Ritz-Carlton Golf Resort. Conspicuously absent, of course, is the Beach Hotel, the Naples Beach Hotel, which, of course, was just torn down, or uh, Naples 
rich, uh, the Ritz uh, Naples on the beach. <clears throat> of course, been going through renovation right now. I'm sure it'll go back to being on the list in future years. Well, this is the big news. The Supreme Court may well be poised to strike down the landmark Roe v. Wade decision legalizing abortion, according to initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito and circulated inside the court. This is reported by Political on, Politico on uh, yesterday. The draft opinion is described by the site as an unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision which guaranteed federal constitutional protections for abortion rights in America and as of a 1992 ruling in Planned Parenthood versus Casey that basically upheld the tenets of Roe. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start of Alito rights, according to Politico. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled, he writes. It's time to heed the Constitution and return to the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Of course, that would be uh, to uh, our Congress or to state legislatures. Deliberations on con controversial cases have been in the past been subject to change as drafts make the rounds. There could be further drafts and deals brokered among the justices. Politico further said it was not known if there are already subsequent drafts. Politico said that the holding will, won't be finalized, though, until actual publication, likely in the next couple of months. At least one lawmaker, Representative Jim Banks of Indiana, took to Twitter on Monday to urge the investigation into the extraordinary leak, adding that if this is an attempt to intimidate the justices over their opinions, the individual responsible must be punished. If the ruling as the draft takes hold, there will be uh, immediate implications and reverberations. A half century of constitutional protection would give away each state uh, would give way to each state deciding how to allow, restrict, or ban abortion within its own borders. Already, the matter of the draft itself is breaking precedent. As Political wrote, no draft decision in modern history of the court has been disclosed publicly while the case is still pending. The result of what's been leaked is likely to be intensely uh, debated in the coming days and weeks while the public awaits a final decision. Though some legal scholars and court watchers have predicted a whittling away of Roe for months now, the draft takes matter further in a flat-out rejecting Roe's logic and legal protections. States have already been working in anticipation of Roe reversal, with several sharply restricting abortion. In some cases, inspired by the a law passed in Texas, prosecutors can, uh, prosecutions can be brought by anyone aiding in obtaining an abortion. Big, big news. Now, whoever leaked the alleged draft of the Supreme Court's decision has committed the original sin for judicial ethics. This is according to Jonathan Turley, criminal defense attorney and Shapiro professor of public interest law at George Washington University. Uh, Turley noted that if Politico indeed obtained a true copy of the draft opinion, it is hard not to view this as a malicious act. What is the motivation of releasing such a decision? The only intent of such a leak is to trigger a response from outside the court, he continued. The draft is from February, and the majority can shift on its opinions. However, the act of leaking such a draft opinion ranks as an original sin for judicial ethics. He surmised the leak would be an effort to pressure the court and push the legislation in Congress on federal abortion law before the midterm elections. It will also likely renew the call for court packing. The fact that some are praising this leak shows how utterly craven we've become in our politics, he concluded. There appears to be no ethical rule or institutional interest that can withstand the age of rage, said Turley. Alan Dershowitz weighed in also. He said... But this is not just an inadvertent leak. I think this was an act of civil disobedience engaged in a determined law clerk who is so serious that a woman's right to abortion will be taken away that they are willing to risk their bar, their career, their heritage on this because it's going to be investigated. Former National Security Secretary for Hillary Clinton's failed 2016 presidential campaign, Brian Fallon, said the apparent leaker took an unprecedented step of leaking a draft opinion to warn the country what's coming in the last-ditch Hail Mary attempt to see if the public response might cause the court to reconsider. So all these things, right now they put uh, fencing around the Supreme Court. There are people screaming and yelling in the streets. Uh, the response has been unprecedented, and of course the leak is unprecedented. 
of course, Speaker uh, of the House Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer, the majority leader in the Senate, weighed in, issued a joint statement attacking the Supreme Court majority over a leaked draft of a decision overturning the case. Pelosi and Schumer's statement called out just Trump justices and accused them of lying to Senate, ripping up the Constitution, and defiling the court. <laughs> Schumer, on March 20, 2020, on an earlier abortion case, said, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, and I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You, will know what hit, you won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. That from uh, Chuck Schumer. Uh, the, uh, again, the response has been unbelievable. And I'm sure this has uh, been planned before this leak, but pro-abortion groups have introduced a $150 million spending plan ahead of several competitive 2022 midterm ra uh, races, Planned Parenthood Action Fund, or Narrow uh, Pro-Choice America, and EMILY's List, all groups that believe women have a right to end the lives of their unborn children are going to spend fund on paid ads, field programs, messaging research, and polling in nine states, all of which feature top congressional and gubernatorial races this fall. The spending will uh, spread across offices up and down the ballot from uh, state legislative races to Senate races in Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, California, Kansas, and Wisconsin. Of the nine states, six are home to competitive Senate races, and all are electing governors in November, according to the report. Even so, the president of Planned Parenthood Action Fund, Alexis McGill-Johnson, asserted that in a statement to the publication that Americans will reject pol politicians that protect the sanctity of life in upcoming elections. I'm not kidding. She really said that. <laughs> Let's let this be a warning to the out-of-touch politicians standing in the way of our reproductive freedom. People are watching. People are furious. And this November, the people will vote you out. I don't know if that's true. Uh, polling on uh, abortion confirms the exact opposite of what Johnson, Johnson's asserting. An April poll from uh, Wall Street Journal found that more Americans favor the idea of a 15-week abortion ban than oppose it. A Knights of Columbus Marist poll released earlier this year found that 71% of Americans support legal limits on abortion. Broken down by political affiliation, 49% of Democrats and 93% of Republicans and 70% of independents support limits on abortion. So there you have it. Uh, this is uh, now going to be a really big week. Going to be a lot of reaction to this and it's going to create a, a lot of uh, political turmoil uh, but uh, quite frankly, I hope the rule of law will stand. I, my personal opinion is that uh, it should belong in the states. Federal government, there's nothing in the Constitution that allows the, the Supreme Court to make a decision about something like this. should have been pushed back to the people and the states. Each a petri dish in terms of our democracy should have the right to make their own decisions about uh, where it's closer to the public and to the people. Um, my own opinion, uh, opinion is it uh, should... Uh, abortion, women should have a right to uh, make decisions, but they don't have a right to kill a baby. And whenever life begins, and that uh, whenever life begins, it uh, should be murder. And I don't know if that's uh, when the heartbeat or when it starts. That's really for philosophers and medical professionals to decide, but irrespective. Um, the closer and more I learn about this, it's, it's probably uh, at inception. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Visit johnson.com. Also by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. 
What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabee's.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit Collier Senior That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator and soon-to-be Senate president. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. When will you be anointed uh, as Senate president? (laughs) Well, installed, I think, is a better word. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I jokingly say coronation, but it's... Definitely a joke. It's uh, installed. Um, sworn in is a good word too. That would it'll, so the election is was the first week in November, and, and usually two weeks after that. So I'd say around November twenty second will be the day. Well, congratulations to you. It's uh, I think it's a pretty well foregone conclusion that the Republicans are going to hold the Senate. So. Uh, uh, well, pre, uh, perhaps a premature congratulations to you. I think it's pr- <laughs> pretty you. pretty well, cool. Well, I, uh, I don't know if it's uh, premature. In fact, I, I feel confident right now we have uh, four Republican senators. I think we're going to come back with 27. Wow. Um, there's such uh, uh, a Republican wave in the state of Florida, a red wave, if you would, would, would and of course, knock on wood. Uh, Governor DeSantis is wildly popular. Um, he, you know, his approval rating is, is higher than any other governor I've ever seen. And uh, uh, everywhere I go, I mean, I travel all over the state in, for Senate campaigns. And everywhere I go, people are just talking uh, about what a good job they think the governor is doing. And so, um, and, and, I'm, and I mean, even Democrats are, yeah. are uh, supporting him. So we'll see. I'll bet you hear this, too. I'll bet you people are saying, you know, we don't want the DeSantis to become uh, our president because we want him to stay here and serve out his term as governor, don't you? You <laughs> probably hear that? I do hear that. It, 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 it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Um, you know, if he, if he leaves, it would be uh, in 2024, and then, you know, we'd have our lieutenant governor, Jeanette Nunez, would fill out the rest of his term for two years, and then I don't know what will happen after that. The, um, the, the, the question that comes up is, does he have to resign to run? And ah. uh, I'm told that he does not. So, you know, he would uh, stay governor to the very last minute, which would be, um, you know, January of uh, 2025. So, 
you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and I I think he's been pretty clear he does not plan on running if, in fact, uh, President Donald Trump decides to run for another term. Well, that's what I've heard, although there's a lot lot of people are encouraging him to run anyway, Um, you know. That, 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 those uh, political discussions are well above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot going on in the state of Florida, and the, and the governor has been vocal on a couple of key issues. Really, uh, really proud of him. He's just doing a great job. Among those, he says that, that we should have constitutional carry here in the state of Florida. And I wonder if we're going to be addressing that in the special session coming up to address uh, Re- reformation or reform of insurance law. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I don't know if he will do that. Uh, he's been encouraged not to because it's such a uh, a uh, hot button issue that it could overshadow and would overshadow the the purpose of the special session, which is property insurance, which is a huge problem in our state. It's been likened to being a crisis at this point. Mm-hmm. And if if he did expand the call to include constitutional carry or other issues that are hot button issues, um, again, you know, we've got to get the insurance mess taken care of. You know, the, the Senate passed a, a good bill um, this past session that went a long way towards towards that and the House refused to take it up. So, you know, we still have to negotiate that. Yeah. Um, with regard to constitutional carry, it's uh, you know it's interesting because I represent two very different districts, um, Collier County, uh, Hendry County, um, and in, and in between, if you will. And I'm getting emails about half and half from people who uh, who live along the coast who don't want it, and people who live in the heartland who do want it. And it's and it's a whole different orientation. The people who live on the coast are saying, hey. I, this is a tourist destination. I don't want to be sitting on Fifth Avenue um, enjoying uh, you know, my, my meal as I'm sitting outside and having people walking up and down the street with weapons on their shoulders. Yeah, I understand that. People who live in the, in the heartland, in the, in the rural areas, don't have an issue with uh, constitutional carry. So my thoughts are, and I'm trying to get this, I think that it's such a divisive, such a, a big issue and the term constitutional carry means put it in the Constitution if that's what you want. Let the voters decide. Hmm. Uh, I think that's really the only way um, because I don't know what all my constituents want on this particular issue. It's probably one of the most um, uh, the talked about issues. Then let the voters decide. That would that would be my uh, my thought. And then people who are against it can vote no and people who are for it can vote yes and then see what happens. You know, I, and to me, uh, I, I just had have, have this one question. I think there's like 22 or 23 states that have constitutional carry already. So this would not be a unique move. Uh, but uh, I, I wonder, is it true that in the state of Florida, you can have concealed carry, you can have a permit, but if you brandish the arm, then you've broken the law. If you actually that's, take... That- that's correct. Uh, and, and there are certain different interpretations. You hear about someone who has a concealed carry permit and, you know, it's, on a, it's uh, on, at their back or something and the wind blows and it, it, the, the shirt blows up and you can see it and, and they get um, arrested, um, that kind of, those kind of stories. Uh, that, you know, th- that's a, a totally different issue. And, and, of course, we don't even have a definition of constitutional carry because it's not really defined in our Constitution, which is why I think mm. uh, the solution would be put it in the Constitution and then uh, they, n- neither side can mess with it, um, depending on what you, you know, on how it's worded. But, but again, I, I think it's such a big issue. I would hope the governor would... If he wants to look at it, it, he should wait till a regular session where it could be vetted through committees, definitions, et cetera, to mm-hmm. be done uh, appropriately. Yeah, I um, just, but I don't know. You know, yeah, we I, didn't know what he was going to do the last special session, and he added a few things. Well, I really appreciate this commentary on, uh, on uh, what's going on, and I uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit about what could happen with regard to the insurance, uh, property insurance, but uh, we could talk about that next week, Kathleen. We do, next week, we'll know more. Hopefully the bills will have been rolled out. Uh, and it's a huge topic. It's a, 
it hits everybody's pocketbook in this state. Absolutely. Kathleen Pasadomo, again, our state senator and uh, uh, Senate president in waiting. <laughs> Kathleen, there you go. <laughs> I genuinely appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right. Coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortensen. We're going to find out what's new with Boo, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples Only Vitality and Longevity Practice, where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com. Or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratostel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, we have with us Boo Mortensen. It's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo, every time I say that, it makes you smile. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Boo. Well, it's my pleasure. And, you know, sometimes funny little things catch my eye, and this comes under that category. I love Garth Brooks as an entertainer. I think he's great. I understand he's a heck of a nice guy. And, you know, we've all been cooped up for so long. Well, on April 30th, he was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and he was in the uh, Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. And He played a fan favorite. I think the song is called Being in Baton Rouge. And uh, there were 102,000 people there. And what makes this unusual is the crowd's enthusiasm and stomping and cheering was so strong that it registered as a small earthquake, (laughs) according to the university seismograph. Isn't that awesome? That is just awesome. That is just amazing. I'm wondering, uh, could they even hear the music with that going on? My goodness, it was. And you know, Garth Brooks is such a great entertainer. And uh, if you're not a country music fan, you probably don't understand how big an impact he has on American culture. Oh my heavens, he's just. Uh, and I think he's a nice guy too. You know, I think that he's down to earth and kind of what you see is what you get at least all the stuff that i've read about him he's he's a good guy well, that's kind of country music isn't it i mean uh, the, the uh, fabric fabric of america a uh, country music song tells a story and it's understandable and the you can understand the the uh what they're saying and what they're singing it's so it's it's, it's just americana 
I agree. It's not misogynistic. It's not nasty. It's not like, let's burn down the town. Let's kill the cops. It's not any of that stuff. Like you said, it's Americana music. And, and they sure showed their enthusiasm. I mean, showing up on a seismograph, you got to love it. <laughs> Absolutely, indeed. You got to love it. I wish I had been there. So that's one thing. Now I know that you're probably going to talk about this, about Roe versus Wade and being overturned by the uh, Supreme Court. But what I find fascinating about all of this, and of course it's not done yet, mm-hmm. we're even talking about this now because there was a leak. Now, do you know that this is unprecedented? Yeah. There has never in modern history been a leak of the draft opinion. Never. Yeah. So what did somebody steal the papers? Did they take photos of them and then call the press? Don't you? Because the final opinion is not supposed to go out until June or July. Yeah. You know, was this done to pressure the other uh, justices? I don't know. It's I find it almost like a whodunit fascinating. Well, uh, Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz, uh, gave this opinion. He said that whoever leaked it has just kissed their legal career goodbye. He says there will be a full uh, investigation, and in fact, uh, whoever will, whoever did this will be disbarred. They'll lose their uh, legal license. They'll, you know, you can go right down the list and probably go to prison as a result because it's a it's a real violation. It it's not only the first time in modern history; it's the first time since the founding of the United States of America that anybody has leaked a, a decision like this. My understanding is that the decisions themselves can be circulated. It's not necessarily a final decision until it's announced. I think it's going to be sometime in June. Right, they said June or July. I I agree, but and you know how they're going to go about trying to find it. You know, is it is it uh, forensics? You know, computer forensic. I, I don't know. It'll it should be really fascinating to to see how they get to the bottom of it. Yeah, it's a real whodunit. It really is. And in addition to that, I mean, the the is formatting so much. Disturbance. I know they put up a, a picket fence or a, a, a wire fence around the Supreme Court. People are already out protesting. People are screaming. There's, I'm sure, going to be a threat of packing the court and all kinds of oh, yeah. things as a result of this. My hope is that we can have deliberative bodies and uh, have uh, in, in our legislature people will make good decisions. I mean, we've got the... Uh, uh, the uh, nuclear threat or the the threat of uh getting rid of the uh uh what's the word i'm thinking of the when uh, the uh, in the senate when they yeah. when they uh, debate uh, have a, a limited debate for, debate for uh, issues that could be done away with that's one of the things they're going to try to do so uh, quite frankly i think this is though i think most most americans you know, actually polls demonstrate this uh, are uh, want to see limits on abortion and don't think it has it should be a federal law. I think it should be back in the states. Back in the states, yes, yes, yeah, I agree. You know, it seems to me that they have been arguing this for thirty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, then all of a sudden you see people standing on the street, you know, uh, down with abortion or up with abortion or pro rights, pro life, pro choice. It, it seems like it has gone on and on and on, and it has been such a hotly contested issue. But you know that it affects more women than people may think. I did not know this. I don't know if you did. You know about one in four? One in four women in the U.S. have had an abortion before the age of 45. I had no idea. That is. I didn't a- either. That is an amazing. I would, if you, if I were to take a guess, I would say one in a hundred, one in two hundred. Yeah, exactly. Wow. One in four. That is amazing. Now, does that uh, is that an abortion or is it taking the pill? Or I mean, uh, I don't know. There's there's I guess a couple of definitions about what abortion really is. But that's that is a shocking, shocking statistic. You know, I heard saw Tucker Carlson. He was down speaking for the pregnancy. Uh, community pregnancy clinics, a great organization, uh, and uh, he made this comment. He said, "I've never, I can't imagine any woman who gets an abortion being proud of having done it, of, of feeling very good about it." No, I think it's probably a very traumatizing uh, event yeah. in, the, in the life of a woman. I yes, I think it would be very, very 
very difficult. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I do. But one in four? Wow. That is shocking. Well, that is information I've never heard before. It's just amazing. Well, I think the more we learn about what's happening in the womb, we're beginning to see, see the baby early on and so forth. And, and learning about what it knows and what it can think and what it can uh, breathe and all the things that uh, that babies can do in the womb. I mean, I, I think the question is, what is the line between uh, where life starts or where, you know, where it's murder? That's the question. And uh, yeah. the, the question is, I mean, Boo, would it be all right if I murdered you? Of course not. But, uh, yeah, well, at what age could I? Could, could I have a, when you're five or when you're one? Well, how about when you're six months in, uh, in the... Uh, in the gestation process, I mean, it's it's it, yeah. if you make it personal, it's a very it's very complicated. Yeah, it's a complicated issue for yeah. sure. Well, Boo, thank you for bringing this very inf- interesting information to us. I really appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right, have a good week, Boo. All right, coming up, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence, serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government. And the only thing that's small is my dog. <laughs> well, God love your dog. So, uh, Seton, you wrote a great piece about uh, Google. IP super thief Google asks Biden Congress for systemic change of patent system. Interesting column. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, late last week, uh, the lady's name, she has three names, and I can't remember anything but the last name. It, it, it's a long first two names. It's, it's, it's Prado, and she's the general counsel for Google, and she wrote a blog on their policy uh, blog, their policy page. Hmm. Basically, what what they're saying is, gee, Trump did all this stuff to protect patents, and we'd really like you to undo that <laughs> and go back to the way it was b- b- before Trump, when 
the U.S. had fallen out of the top ten in innovation countries because of all the damage the, the, the D.C. was doing to the patent system. And, of course, Google was one of the lead lobbyists to get the 2011 woefully misnamed America Invents Act passed. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what began to unwind our patent system. Um, the, the, they did stupid stuff like they went from first to invent, which we did for 200 years, to first to file. So a big company like Google can watch somebody inventing something and then file it faster because they have 9,000 lawyers mm. and steal it. Mm. Uh, they did all kinds of things to undermine the, the, the patents via review processes. Ultimately, the Patent Trial and Appeal Board was created. And that's where big tech lawyers serve as judges to overturn patents. Of, you know, little guys get, get a patent issued to them, and then they go back in front of the PTO, the Patent uh, Trademark Office, at the PTAB board. And there, there have been all kinds of, like, revolving door judges where an Apple, a lawyer will represent Apple and then they'll go in and be a judge on Apple cases and then go back out and be a, an Apple lawyer again. And they've turned over like 86% of the patents that the U.S. Patent Office had just issued mm. uh, at, this, at this appeal board. So basically what's happening is little inventors are inventing stuff, getting patents, and then big tech is suing them at the patent trial and appeal board and overturning the patents. And then taking them. Well, and, and the other part of this, as you pointed out in the column, is it costs tens of thousands of dollars in order to well, defend your patent. Well, it's grand per PTAB review. Yeah. That's all. And so what the big tech companies do is, one, each company files multiple slightly, different, slightly differently worded challenges. So 450, 450, 450, 450, 450. Then... They, they team up with other big tech companies who also file multiple barely differently worded char- uh, charges. So all of a sudden, you know, it's costing the, the small-time inventor uh, five, six, seven, eight million dollars to defend the patent he just got issued by the patent office. Now, my understanding is, Seton, that, that in fact, uh, the uh, large company that's making these cases, if they don't, if they're not successful, they end up having to pay the costs. Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. That's the, that's the rule. That's, uh, th- that largely depends on the judge. My, well, my point about this, of course, even if they do have to, it's a major, a pretty important decision about whether you're going to pr- proceed with the case in the, if you're going to be responsible for 450000 Most of us don't have $450,000 no. in order to defend the, no. uh, ourselves. And much less 450 times 10. Right. When they file 10 different ch- charges in this, on the same patent. Um, there was, I, I haven't been able to use it yet. I just found a, a, a Elon Musk talking about patents, and he said, I found that filing a patent for a patent was like buying a lottery ticket to a lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and, it's unbelievable. And where, you know, you, just, you, you have to defend your patent. I, I'm thinking about this now. There, there has to be a better way. I mean, the point of the PTAB board allegedly was to because it's cheaper you know 450 grand is actually cheap compared to a actual courtroom yeah. litigation but it's been rigged it's been it's been you know it's been rigged it's been crony rigged for the big tech companies there's got to be a better way you know there maybe like a a, a five year period where five years after you get your patent you can't get sued for it because the patent office just issued it so you should, you should have some sort of grace period where we're going to assume that the Patent and Trademark Office, you know, reviewers know what they're doing and issued a, a proper patent. And, and then f- after five years, you can get sued over the patent. But in the meantime, you get at least some time to bring your product to market yeah. rather than immediately being challenged. That's such an interesting idea. After the, the patent office gives you the patent. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea, See, I mean, it, to, to me, if you just take a step back on this, of course, uh, the Constitution spelled out the conditions for a patent made, uh, and created the patent office. So it worked well for 200 years, so we now have Congress stepping in and, of course, the president signing legislation right. that screws things up. Perfect. Yeah. The, the, the system was perfect. 
perfect until 2011 when they, to borrow Obama's phrase, since he signed the law, they fundamentally transformed the patent system. (laughs) Not for the better. Now, how important is this? How important is the patent office? Well, Well, you've got to have, especially, you know, we're we're becoming a a completely digital society. All of these digital things are inventions that need patent protection. Right. And so you're basically undermining the entire economy by, by, by making people wary to file patents, uh, you know, destroying the patents once they're, you know, if they do file and they are issued. It's, it's, it's going to just – it undermines, it fundamentally undermines our entire economy. Um, if, if this continues to happen, and it has, I mean, we've, we've seen that with the last 10 years yeah. under this law yeah. with us dropping out of the top 10 in innovation. And of course it's a, it's a multi-year problem for each undermined patent because you, you lose all the, the value that was going to follow once you steal the patent or rip the patent away or tear it up. Yeah. Um, it's years and years of value destroyed every time you do that. Yeah, you know, Seton, I just really appreciate your commentary and uh, what you're doing with regard to patent protection because it is a critical issue here. You know, not that we don't have enough going on right now, but this is a big, big deal. I just encourage our listeners to visit the website lessgovernment.org. Lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Seton, are you there? I think I lost Seton, but thank you, Seton, for uh, being on the show. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with my wife, Linda. She has some always interesting insights on what's happening locally as well as nationally and internationally, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, You'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us in part by Shore Playhouse, building a 44,000-square-foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. It's going to be really exciting. And also bringing you professional New York-style theater 
at its very best, uh, and you can get tickets now. I think uh, another revolution is playing right now. It's getting rave reviews. Uh, the, the website is golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harden. Linda's my wife. She also is extremely well-versed in everything that's happening around the globe and right here on the Paradise Coast. Linda, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning to you. So what's top of mind for you today? Supreme Court. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, what a huge boom last night it, that this that this leak came out. This is absolutely amazing. And oh, by the way, um, you probably already mentioned it, but but the the leak draft. I mean this this occurred in February, and and um, the opinion. You mean the written opinion occurred yeah, in February? Well, yeah, um, Alito's uh, opinion and whatever. And and it just tells me that um, the liberal left is so freaked out about this that they're 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 touching the Supreme Court. I mean. The Supreme Court was the only um, uh, power to be in Washington that remained untouched from all these leaks, and now, now, with, now it's come to this. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder, though, uh, I think the, American, the sentiment, apparently, if, if you listen to the polls among the American people, is that uh, abortion, well, it should be limited, and uh, some of these new laws that are being supported by people they, they are, are okay. So uh, I guess what I'm concerned about right now is it is this the uh, liberals reaching out and being angry, or is this Planned Parenthood and big money on the left uh, making all this noise and, and creating all this fear? Probably, probably both. I mean, it, it's it's their whole world is blowing up now because people are seeing um, abortion and and um, the 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 curtain is being pulled back on all of the liberal lefts. Um, goals yeah and, that's a good and, point and it's it i mean this thing was leaked last night and all of a sudden um barriers were put up around the supreme court and all these people all of a sudden showed up outside of the supreme court last night now i'm sorry but we heard about it right before we went to bed right right where, where did all these people come from how did they know about it yeah. I mean, it's very suspicious to me. Good point. I mean, in other words, it looks like it was all planned and yep. orchestrated. Yep. In other words, this leak is going to come out. We're going to leak it, uh, uh, leak it to the press uh, tonight, and then uh, here's going to be. Who called all these people? Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, it, it's so bizarre to me. And now, um, I think I told you before that this Jonathan Turley, that's on Fox News, said um, that whoever did this is going to be on the fast track to disbarment. I mean, in lightning speed when they find out, find out, and they already have a suspicion about who did it. Oh, they do? Yep. So interesting. Well, I might, you know, if, it, if in fact you're right about this, then if you just kind of play this out, and, and I'm just making this up now in the absence of good information, but, you know, maybe, we'll, well, look, if you leak it and you get disbarred, we're going to make sure that you get a lifetime income or <laughs> some sort oh, of... There are so many different scenarios. And oh, by the way, at a, at a um, pro-abortion... Uh, uh, gala tonight, Kamala Harris. It's going to be very. Oh, this so, is going to be. So this, the leaking is probably planned, and the timing and the the comments. It's possible that she was aware that this was going to happen, and whoa, so listen, interesting. You know, we're we're pretty much trapped in our building today mm -hmm. because of of stuff that's going on. I'm going to be my nose is going to be glued to not only the television but to um, all news. Yeah. Well, let me let me just pick up on a point that you made, which I think is pretty important. When you put this in the context of what's happening right now with the progressive movement, I mean, this is just one more stone in the pond. After a while, you begin to say, hey, this pond is full of stones. Uh, f for example, the abortion issue. Then how about the election issue and what's happened with regard to uh, stealing the elections and yep. all the news that's breaking on that? You have inflation. You have the borders. You could go right around the list of things that are going on right now. It's not going well for the progressives. They don't have anything to tout in terms of their success. No, and I don't know if you've seen um, all the tweets and, and social media comments by um, the the usual cast of characters like Bernie Sanders and and um, Elizabeth Warren and stuff, but they're running around with their hair on fire after that leak last night. They're just going, oh, we've got to pass them. You know, they're saying, oh, we've got to pack the courts. This, this, can, never, this can never be. Um, uh, women need a choice. But by the way, none of this is about n not letting women have choices. Of course not. And, and, and the fact that they're being so disingenuous by screeching from the rooftops with their hair on fire that, oh, women are back in chains. We can't, you know, we can't kill babies anymore. <laughs> I, can't kill. It, I mean, it's just so ridiculous. And when what 
what Roe v. Wade is all about is bringing it back to the states for the states to to make decisions. Make decisions on what the uh, guidelines and the and the uh, law is going to be in each uh, particular state, which makes a lot of sense to me. Boo Mortensen was on the show earlier, and she gave me a statistic which shocked me. She said that the women uh, between the age, uh, before the age of forty, that one in four women has had an abortion. Well, sure, because you know why. I mean. Um, because getting an abortion has become it's all in this in this world of of casual sex and whatever people don't bother to um to be sensible and 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 to see the results of having casual sex and all that so these these all these women are guess what they're using abortion as a form of birth control easy yeah. peasy they've yeah. made it so easy and and but um, Linda, isn't there isn't there something more fa- uh, just as effective and where you don't have to kill babies to do it? Apparently, um, well, yeah, you can you can get pills over the counter. They've made that easy. Yeah. But but oh, by the way, um, there's a there's you know there's birth control pills. Sure. But you, I mean, yes, the answer to your question is yes. But it is it is being used as a method of birth control. Right. And but again, I come back to this too. When you take a look, where's the big money? Apparently there's 150 million dollars that's been budgeted to, to spend irrespective. Now this was all planned before this uh this leak was announced. 150 million dollars to support in nine states for elections uh, uh for governors as well as uh, representatives and senators. Let me just say this. Planned parenthood is evil. Right. And guess what? What's being funded with our tax dollars? Planned yep. Parenthood. They. It is such a criminal um, enterprise, and they're saying, "Oh, well, well, it's healthcare for women." That's just BS. They don't have any healthcare for women. It's all about pushing. Don't you remember that movie that we that we oh, saw? Of course, yeah. Um, that Mike Lindell funded about that Abby Johnson who was. Uh, Great movie. It was a great movie, and it just unplanned brings, was the name of the right, movie, right? And, and she was one of the big big wheels in Planned Parenthood. Until she actually saw a baby being aborted, and and she that was her come to Jesus moment. Now she's got eight kids, by the way. She does, and yeah. and eight or nine, I think, and uh, and that was so moving. But Planned Parenthood, oh by the way, did everything they can, could to stop that. Their their money has lined so many pockets of those um, of uh, Congress people and and senators and whatever on Capitol Hill. Honey, it's all about the money. Yeah. Everything is about the money. Yep. I uh, mean, we could we could go on for two hours about what's about the money. The, um, two years ago, or the last two years, it's been about putting money into the pockets of, of uh, the pharmaceutical companies. Now we're back to putting money into the, into the pockets of people who promote promote war. Everything's all about money, and power. And and oh by the way, they don't care who they kill. Yeah. No. So we need to get back to. Uh, a deliberative body in Congress who's making decisions for the American people. We need to get back to public servants who are going up to Washington, D.C. As the old saying was, a lot of people get elected to go up and help clean up the swamp, and then they find out when they get up there that it's actually a hot tub. <laughs> so, in other words, their their sentiment changes once they realize the money that's involved and how they, how they can uh, line their own pockets. Well, and, and, and let me just say this before we end. Um, what happened at the White House Correspondents' Dinner this weekend tells the whole story, uh, and that is about money, power, and they think we're all stupid. This Trevor Noah was up on the dais doing his little comedy routine, and he said um, everything is... He was, he was doing a joke about Joe Biden. He says, oh, since you became president, uh, Biden, um, everything has gone up. Everything is, is up. Rents are up, uh, gas is up, whatever. And Joe Biden... Was laughing. Was laughing. Yeah. That says it all. Yeah. And guess who else was laughing in the audience? Michael McCall, who is... is, um, I can't remember if he's a senator or congressman from Texas. He was ha-hine. That tells you everything. They are laughing at the expense of the American people suffering. Yeah, well, and apparently there was a... Uh, Noah, this Noah guy uh, made a comment about uh, Hunter Biden, and he apparently Joe didn't laugh about that. No, and and oh, well, I mean everything was so disingenuous about that whole thing. They they said that um, Trevor Noah says, "Oh well, Ron DeSantis is in the audience, and and um, uh, in the audience, they never were. He just made that up." Yeah. But but don't ever forget, 
Biden and Congress is la are laughing at the expense of the American people. Well, stay tuned. My hope is that this is going to be uh, the end of the Democrat Party as it's now currently formed. I can't wait to watch Bannon this morning. Yeah. Well, Bannon's War Room. Stay tuned. He's going to be lit. Yep. Thanks so much for joining us again, uh, Linda Harden. Thanks so much. All right. I uh, hope you'll uh, tune in tomorrow. We're going to visit with Bob Levy, the chairman of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Bob Harden at hotmail.com. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. It's uh, one of the ways to support uh, the show and our advertisers. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>